everybody. Welcome back to another No Regrets Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Morton. And I'm Carla. And we're glad that you're taking time out of your day to listen to us. All right, today we got a show for you about assumptions. And you know what they say. About assumptions. Yeah. Making assumptions make a... Yeah. Out of you and me. Yes, yes. Um, And and the reason I want to talk about it is just because it's probably something that we've struggled with over the years, and it leads to unnecessary conflict a lot of times. And, you know, we're a firm believer that conflict can actually be a good thing for your marriage. It's an opportunity for your marriage to grow. But I don't think you want to create unnecessary conflict. Life itself brings enough. Yeah. Yeah, definitely don't add to it. And a lot of times our assumptions can create those unnecessary conflicts. All right, I got a question for you. Oh, great. Okay, so what would be your definition of the difference in an expectation and an assumption? Hmm, I think an expectation. Did I stump you? No, you didn't. I mean, because I don't know. It's one of those things that everybody's going to have different meanings. To me, the idea of expectations, it's the idea that I expect things to be a certain way. way. Okay. And a lot of that is sort of a preconceived notion. Of how things And we've talked about as far as marriage. Hey, this is what marriage is going to be like. An assumption is oftentimes it's like this idea that there's this, I think you should know what I'm thinking, you should know what I want you to do. Okay. And I just assume that if I throw something out there, is that it, you're going to pick up on it. All right. Is it sort of the idea of two, I make an assumption about the way you think about something or the way you feel, or I assign certain meanings, behaviors to what you do or don't do? How do you mean assign behaviors well, meaning to what I like, do? Let's say that you, um, I ask you to do something and you don't. And so do I assume that you did not do it because you were being snarly at me and you just didn't want to or you're selfish? Or do I assume you just forgot? Well, I, I think there's a lot of different ways assumptions can take place. Sometimes you can be assuming the attitude of the other person on why they did or did not that's do what, something. That's what I'm saying. So, But yeah. I think those are usually, and yeah, those can obviously create conflict because you think I didn't do something because I'm selfish. Right. That's what I'm saying. So I'm putting on you what I'm assuming must be your reason for the behavior. And yeah, I may sometimes not know you can that. do that, but oftentimes I think even before it gets to that point is you take on an assumption. There is something you believe that I should do based on something that you've done. Example, um, you know, you have left a message of some sort for me, or you've sort of oftentimes, here's where, here's, let me throw this. This is oh. where I think people get into trouble. We've talked about this before. Let me just say this real quick. I really think the reason that our assumptions often lead to conflict, it goes back to communication Communication. issues. It's one of those things like, hey, somebody needs to pick up the the kids at 3 o'clock. 
And oftentimes, without being directly and saying, or we just assume, okay, they're going to do that. I've got a hair appointment at four, so someone needs to get up little Johnny. And the assumption says there's nobody else around. You figure, okay, that's a pretty clear message that I've left. I need you to pick up little Johnny without ever asking me. And the assumption is you assume based on the way you're thinking that I'm going to think the same way that you're thinking in that moment. Mm, yeah. Man, that that right there got me in trouble for about 25 years. How so? Give us some examples. Well, I think, again, just what you said, sort of going off of that definition, that I'm assigning sort of what I think you should do or not do based on I'm thinking surely you know or understand what I, where I'm coming from what I'm thinking. And so I say something, think something based on my gender, my being female, my thinking in a certain way based on my temperament. Um, And so I think about it or I say it and I'm assuming you're going to get some of that. And you know what? You really don't. Well, I, sometimes people do, sometimes they don't. I think oftentimes... No, 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 I'm, I'm saying to you directly, oh, this was to it. you. <laughs> you did not, and what was interesting... Well, I still don't sometimes. That's what I'm saying, but man, for so many years, I could not get through my little pea brain... Why I couldn't pick up on your lack of you, communication. Yeah. What? Oh, wait a minute. Did you just say on my lack of communication? That is exactly what I said, was your lack of communication. I'll give you a perfect example, and these are things you do now. Oh, dear. Things I do now? Oftentimes, our assumptions can be based on behavior patterns that our spouse has had in in the the past. past. Yeah. And so we just naturally assume, well, they've always done that, where they're going to continue to do that, ironing your clothes. Now, there are times you'll sit there and say, hey, can you iron this shirt for me? you mind ironing this, sweetheart? It, right. Um, <laughs> I say something like that. Sometimes okay. you do. But other times, and you're guilty of this, you just lay it on a chair yeah. in the kitchen, and your assumption is, I'm going to see it, and he's going to iron that, and he's going to know that's what that means. That is not AKA good communication. none of the things. All right. Was it an assigned chair, though? An assigned chair, yeah. Meaning the like, ironing chair? No, had we said when something's on here, it needs to be ironed? No, we have not. Okay, all right. Well, then that, okay, then you're right. Okay, so because we'd not designated a chair that would give you well, that Well, because here's what the problem is. If you ask me, hey, can you iron this, and then you put it on the chair, then my mind triggers there. If you don't say that, you assume I'm going to see that that's on the chair, and I never... There's all a right, lot right, of times okay. I don't see it. And all then right. I get it the next morning, I'm like, crap, I didn't iron the thing for it. All right, look. All right, so basically, are you saying, and let's let's just say that a lot of this could be a lot of men out there. Well, maybe maybe some of the women too. Are you telling me one, without a verbal direct directive request towards you, or yeah, request yeah. towards you, that you either don't see the chair sometimes. If you see the chair, you don't see the thing on the chair. Right. Camouflage. Okay. Even if you saw the chair, saw the piece of clothing, you do not connect that it might need to be ironed. Is that what you're telling me? Now, if I ever saw it, I would say usually I just don't ever see it. 
Okay, so even though I guess you think I'm are like, you blind? I'm like Pavlov's dog that I should automatically look at the chair whenever no, no, I walk no. through the kitchen. No, this is not a Pavlov dog thing. This is like how you thought could... you had me trained. Yes, oh, that's true. That good point. And I okay. think that's often what happens is we think because people have done certain things, we In just assume way. they will continue to do those things that way. And oftentimes, if you don't really communicate clearly to them. That doesn't happen. Okay. All okay, right, so, so that's one example with the ironing. Yes. And I, I do think it sometimes happens there. Okay. I'll Other give times, you that. it may just be where you throw out a statement and you think, okay, we're going to be on the same wavelength here. It's like throwing a Frisbee, but you didn't tell anybody you're throwing the Frisbee. You didn't call their name, so they didn't look at you to see what direction the Frisbee was coming. So basically, they don't even know there's a Frisbee. Right. And I can, if, if I think back, I'm trying to think of other times that I've gotten in trouble because your assumption was made. It, I feel like this podcast may be directed more <laughs> I don't, at me, I don't, right? I don't okay. think I make many assumptions. Anyway. Yeah, you probably don't. Um, okay. Let's say we're out with other people and a conversation starts going in a direction you don't think it should go. Maybe it's about a particular topic or something else. Okay. And it could be the kick under the table, which you tell me I'm terrible about, or it could be even just a look that says, don't go there. This is, and you assume I'm picking up that signal. And then oftentimes I don't. And then later we have a conflict because your assumption looks really aren't necessarily clear communication. They are to win. And I didn't pick up on that over. So over the top, clear communication of, don't go there. Don't say that. Okay. And I'm sure that happened to a lot of husbands. A lot of husbands. There. Okay. So, well, let me just say this. All right. So you're saying the look sometime, and I'll give you that. I think a woman thinks she has very well-defined looks that say, I am super happy with you. Come on over. Verse, I am, I am daggers from my eyes to you. You should know that. Because, see, moms, women that are moms, they perfect this with their kids. So we put a look on a kid, and they know they better not move. Uh, well, you're, you're assuming, again, okay. that they know that. Okay. So you're saying that because we've not been over the looks, there is a chance the husband just totally misses that. Heck yeah. And, and, he's, and he's innocent because he didn't have a tutorial on the looks. Yeah. I think, I, think, I think it ought to come sort of the, the pre-marriage prep. They ought to be like a course on the on looks. looks. Okay. On the look. <laughs> as John said, he's giving the look. What the look means. All right. Okay. So. And which look is which look? That Oh, that's. Yeah. Those are those are whole class too. All right. But what about then when you, when you tap them under the table or kick them under the table or put your hand on their leg, like don't, you know, and then when well, the then hu- we may be thinking you're no, something else. else. If you put no, your hand right, on my but, leg, no, you, you, we kind of like push on your leg, like stop, like a little tap, like don't do this. And then you look and then you say out loud, why are you kicking me? Why are you, t-, you know, why are you doing that? And then it's so embarrassing because then you don't know what to do. So how should a woman, how should the wife do that? If if you, she can't really use the words right then, I don't know. I well, guess what kind we of podcast should, is this? <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. That's what we talked about. Come up with your code word. Oh, code word. We talked about coming up with code words so that in a situation that maybe, especially in this particular thing, when somebody's when saying something or where there's a topic that you're going on, and 
that you don't you do or you don't want your spouse to do something you just sort of have you know whatever it may be i needed that recently didn't i yes you did you know pineapple or or what you'll have to be creative and think about is what is a word that that you you can sort of throw into any conversation conversation. but that your spouse will know what you mean by that like okay you realize you're standing talking with your spouse and they start to say something that they don't need to say because somebody's walking up behind you or you realize somebody is in earshot of it and they are fixing to really put their foot in their mouth and you're trying to cut it off. But honestly, you can't even give them the kick, the tap, because that would be visible too. So what could you say? And that's a great idea. We forgot this great idea because we had this happen not too long ago, and I'm trying to give you a message via my eyes to stop. And you weren't doing anything wrong, but I was trying to help sort of control the environment. Me. Yeah. And so it didn't and part go of the wrong. assumption is that I'm going to pick up on the eyes. Yeah. Which that is not real great communication. Okay. Well, again, again, when... So, so I guess what we'd say to people is, hey... Realize we do this, and I guarantee you if I line 10 women up, no, I'm going more than 10, 25 women, they would tell me, yes, I have a certain way that I look across the room or the table at my spouse if I'm trying to convey this, this, or this. And they feel very strongly, I bet, that their eyes and their face They're making an assumption. Ooh, Okay, so I would have to say, cannot speak for all women, but I'm going to say that I definitely did this a lot, and I still do it at times because I feel like I've perfected the art of the eyes and the face. No, because here's the problem, and we've talked about this before. Men, remember, tend to be single-task, single-focus, and the idea of if we're moving in one direction, yeah, the subtleties... You know, we're not probably going to pick up on that. Well, then I would say that that is probably maybe a thing to try is to think, is there a code word that we could use when we are in front of other people, whether you're kids and you're deciding, you know what, we're not going right now in this conversation with our kids. We hadn't worked this out in our brain, how we're going to talk to the kids about X, whatever's happening, or it's an awkwardness with somebody else or something that doesn't need to be shared. And you have some word, like you said, that would probably be cool. And to try to do it consistently, because I do think this is, it's not maybe a huge thing, but it's one of those really just irritating things that we can really have conflict over when we're out with other people and it happens and then you're really kind of irritated with one another. So, so far we've looked at a couple of different ways that by making assumptions on what the other person is going to do, sort of like you're expecting them to read your mind because you have not really communicated in a real clear way. Yes. That oftentimes conflict arises out of that. We talked about the thing that say there's a certain task. Uh, the dishes, you leave the dishwasher open, the dishes are clean. <laughs> with the, with and the so detergent this, and, on the counter. Yeah, or the, yeah that's yeah. like start the dishwasher. Or it's like, hey, it's clean, and you just sort of assume they're going to put the dishes up. Or, you know, you got a clothes basket that you leave on the couch full of clean clothes. And like the where assumption the person is, sits. Yeah, the assumption is, okay, they will fold these for me when what they may often do is just pick up the basket and And move move it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Okay. So sometimes it's based on task. 
that you think you're clearly giving them the message of what to do. Other times it can be situations that your communication clear. What are some other ways that we have assumptions that get us in trouble? Let me throw out one. And this oh, no, is sort more of more examples. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is so well, this is not with us. This is just, I think that you see one of the things we've talked about, you know, we've done, we've just been doing over the past several weeks, uh, premarital preparation with several couples that are getting ready to get married later this year. And one of the things we talk about during that is the idea of sex in a relationship. And I just think that is an area that is wide open for assumptions to be made. Hmm. Hey, assuming somebody's going to want to be intimate as frequently as we want to, assuming that they mean the same thing that, that we want to, um, assuming that, you know, just I think it's fraught with that. And that's one of those areas, since we talk about that assumptions can really get us into trouble because we don't communicate, man, that area of physical intimacy in marriage is one that I don't think a lot of couples know how to communicate real clearly there. And I think that is an area that is ripe for disappointment and hurt and conflict because we've never really learned how to communicate there. Um, yes, I, I would agree with that. And I think, again, the assumptions may be um, very embedded in a lot of things as we enter a marriage. And our again, that's probably tied to some, quote, expectations also around things. And so I think, again, that is probably an area that that that, that does happen a lot, too. Um, I think another area, I think the gender Issues um, because of the way you, we've talked before about the glasses. I'm wearing my blue, you're wearing your pink. And we just assume that people ought to see things the way that we do. I, I think for me, out of the, the several that you've mentioned, um, and there's obviously could be a whole host of other things, but to me, this is probably an area, again, that I struggle with and still do at times, but probably really strongly the first 20, 25 years. And I honestly think could not in my brain really get how totally different you are from me and the way you look at things and the way you see things and the way you process. And some, some of that is just the total gender male-female differences. And then, of course, you get into the nuances of temperament and extrovert, introvert, and where you have a stronger lean one way or another in your the way your personality comes across, things like that. But I'm thinking so many times, how can you not get this? How can you not see what I see? Yeah, you think feel it ought to be easy feel. for me. Yeah. And it's probably sometimes because of temperament, gender, it's just never in my vision at all to see things that way. I just I think it's it's so interesting, and it's part of why God did desire us to complement one another. But I think in my in my life anyway, I did not understand that important concept of the compliment. I kept wanting to make you like you wear my glasses. Yeah. Let give me your glasses. Let me paint them and put them back on you so you will see and get what I'm seeing and getting. So that we'll be on the same page here. 
And the problem is well, we here, can yeah, be on the of, same page, but we may be looking at it from two different angles. Well, it's like, you know, I, I love the idea. One of the concepts we use a lot is that idea of teamwork within the marriage relationship that we should see everything as a team. But if you're putting together, and this goes along with our idea of coaching, marriage coaching, if you're putting together a team, I don't need everybody that can do things and has the same ideas. What I want, the best teams, you get a variety of skills, you get a variety of talents and abilities, but you also get a variety of looking at things from a different perspective. Because the more we can do that, the more likely you're going to get a better result. Instead of just having one person and everything is only from that one perspective. And I think that's part of the beauty of what God did with men and women and that complementary nature where we sort of fit together that, hey, you see things and you've taught me so much as far as in, in how I talk to people and how to soften things and not be so direct and blunt. Mm-hmm. And, and there's other areas that hopefully you've learned from me and how to do things. So if in all of these, and it's just marriage is ripe for conflict to arise from the assumptions we make, whether it's based on past behavior, whether it's based on us thinking we're communicating something clearly and we're really not, based on gender, based on temperament, all of those things. How do we overcome those? What are some really good communication tools? Because I think, again, as we've often said, communication is so key in marriage. What are tools, communication, how do we communicate in such a way that we don't get struggled and tripped up by these assumptions? Well, I think one of the things is, again, and this sounds simple, but going back to the truth of the fact that you are so different, you're not going to see and feel and think the same way. And if one of you, like me, keeps trying to make the other spouse think, feel, behave the same way. It is, it's a losing battle. It is not how it's meant to be, but it's so frustrating. And you miss the beauty of finding the differences that make the strengths come together as, as we complement one another. If you're only trying to line the other person up with the way you're thinking and behaving. Yeah, so going there is, like you just said, there, sh- there ought to be, if there is a good expectation, it's a not it's that expectation, hey, we're going to do and see things differently. Yeah. And I think another expectation following that line is that assumptions are can be little landmines in the relationship. I know that because I've seen so much of it in our life and we see in others. So if I know that it's there, Boy, how to avoid it. And that's where I've really got to learn to communicate better. I think one of the key things we've talked about is before, really using the I and direct messages. messages. Instead of throwing things out there like leaving a shirt on a chair. Okay. Actually saying, hey, can you iron my shirt tonight? Right. Well, and, and I have been guilty of this a whole lot of our marriage. I would come in and say something like, hey, the car made a little whatever sound, or I think the oil might need to be changed. Now, Johnny, I don't know what you hear when I say that. What I mean... I probably think of it at the moment. And then because I didn't say, Johnny, will you take the car and have the oil changed? Yeah, that is much clearer in registers in my mind. And or 
Johnny, do you think, is it time for me to take the car? I'm fine to take it, but hey, where'd you take it last time? Or whatever, something that's right, really... Can you call and set that yes, up for me? Something that's really clear. I tended to throw out something with the assumption that you would grab the Frisbee, know exactly what I meant, and then re- respond accordingly. So if you're out there and you're listening to this, I'm guessing you've been bit by this thing that we call assumptions. And there's times that both of you have been made to look like some other kind of animal. Yep. And so I think, uh, one, if you're living with that and you've experienced that, you're not alone. I don't think, just like we talk about conflict is in every marriage, people make assumptions and get in trouble all the time making those assumptions. And if there's one thing that you can do it is really learned to communicate well. I think all of us think we're great communicators. Maybe not. And yet I think it really is. It's a learned art. And learning to say not just what you're thinking, but to say what does that other person need to hear. I guess I was going back to the thing I say. We want to communicate so clearly that we're not misunderstood. So with that final word, uh, again, we just say thanks. Hey, we would love to hear your comments and questions. We invite you to go to our website. No regrets. That's N-O-R-E-G-R-E-T-Z dot com. And you can get more information about our ministry. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, with that, we'll say goodbye and keep on forging.